Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin.
Thank you, Miss Everleta, for, for ministering to us today. Amen. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles this morning to the book of Matthew. We're in chapter 27 as we continue our study through the book of, uh, of Matthew. 27. And uh, all of these uh, chapters that we've been looking at, uh, the various events, all occur during the final week of, uh, of the Lord's uh, earthly ministry. And so that's why we entitle it uh, the final week but then we put uh, a couple of little uh, interesting points uh, or identify specific uh, characters personalities jesus Pilate, and uh, barabbas and so looking at the the passage in matthew chapter 27 <clears throat> and beginning at verse 1 when morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then, Jesus, then Judas, excuse me, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. 
But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It's not lawful to put them into the treasury, because they are the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, when they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife said to him, saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us, and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Let's pray. Our Father in God, as we study your holy word, we pray, O Lord, that by your Holy Spirit you would speak to our hearts, enabling us to understand your word and to apply it to our lives in such a way that we bring honor to you, glory to the name of the Lord Jesus, and then share it with others in the hope that they will come to know him, to discover his love, to realize that they are loved by you, and that because you love every human being, you sent your Holy Son to die upon the cross. And Father, we acknowledge that we are sinners and that we are lost without you. We thank you, O Lord, for the salvation that you have purchased for us. And now as we study your word, O Father, that our hearts would be touched by you. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. 
giving thanks. Amen. And so last week we looked at the, really a mock trial of the Lord Jesus conducted by the chief priests, the Sanhedrin, the leaders, and sadly, the trial was actually an illegal trial because according to Jewish law, they were not to conduct any trials at night. You know, I remember that uh, there was a, a series long time ago called Night Court. I don't know if they still have Night Court, but, but according to Jewish law, trials were to occur in the daytime. And so we read here in the, the first verse in this, in this chapter, when the morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And so they, they gathered together because they had uh, all agreed that they were going to put him to death. But the Bible also teaches us that at that particular time in the history of the Jewish people, they were not given the authority to put anyone to death. Rome was in control. And so they had to bring Jesus to Pilate. And so the Lord Jesus is brought before Pilate. Now, for a long time, there were no, or there, it was difficult to find evidence that Pilate actually served as governor in uh, Judea. But with the ongoing archaeological digs and discoveries and the shifting of the earth through um, earthquakes and various uh, other happenings, evidence has now appeared showing that Pontius Pilate was in fact the prefect or procurator, uh, archaic terms that mean governor, okay, of Judea and Samaria uh, as well. And he served from A.D. 26 to A.D. 36 for about 10, uh, 10 years. But he was also considered a very weak leader. How do we know that? Josephus, the Jewish historian, writes about Pontius Pilate. And he also writes about John the Baptist. And he also writes about Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. Because there are many people who think that only the Bible speaks about the Lord Jesus. Well, all we need is the Bible. And most people don't know this, that the Bible is actually the most verified ancient writing in all of human history. We have more ancient copies of the scripture than any other ancient writing. You know that the writings of Plato, and I've mentioned this before a few years ago, the writings of Plato and Aristotle and all those guys, at best, many of them, they only have two. Some have four. But the most is 11. Do you know how many copies we have, ancient copies of the scripture? So they don't, they don't teach you this in the colleges. We have tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. It is amazing the amount of evidence to, to, to 
verify the Bible. Every book of the Bible. And you've probably heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls that were discovered so many years ago. We have complete copies. And what's really interesting, Miss Carol mentioned this because she's been over there to, uh, uh, to Israel. There in the museum, they have on display a copy of the 53rd chapter of the prophet Isaiah in its entirety. And that copy dates back to somewhere between 200 and 300 B.C. And guess what? It reads exactly as what you have in your hands. Okay? It's quite amazing. Well, Pilate served as a governor, and uh, Josephus says he, he really wasn't very effective as a, as a ruler, and eventually he was called back to, to Rome. That's why he only remained in, uh, in uh, Judea for about 10 years. Well, we, we looked at Judas and the legacy that he left. He betrayed the Lord Jesus. Now, as we read here, when he realized that they were going to put Jesus to death, he was filled with remorse. But instead of repenting and asking God to forgive him, what does he do? He goes out and he hangs himself, overcome with the truth that he had betrayed the Son of the living God. Now, Jesus is then interrogated by Pilate. And notice that as, as Jesus is being interrogated by Pilate, that the crowd of the chief priests and the, and the leaders, they continue to accuse him. So much so that Pilate is amazed that Jesus doesn't defend himself. Because generally, what do people do when they're accused of something? I didn't do it! <laughs> right? <laughs> there are so many people in prison that continue to say that. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Now, sadly, there are some folks in prison who really are innocent. Sadly. Because no system other than God's is perfect. And people are also very quick to judge and to condemn. And that's what this crowd was doing. They were condemning. They wanted him dead. They were not interested in the truth. Now, friend, as a Christian, the Bible says that we are to be slow to speak, right? Yeah. Quick to hear. That is, we are to be willing to hear both sides of the story. In most cases, there may be three or four or ten different sides to the story. As Christians, we're to be willing to listen and to analyze. Well, then Pilate asked the question, are you the king of the Jews? And what does Jesus say? He says, it is as you say, or in other words, 
Yes. But if we read from Luke and, and Mark and also from John, Jesus elaborated. He shared with Pilate that his kingdom was not of this world. He was referring to his eternal kingdom. And he said that his servants would come and would fight for him and would defend him. And then they had that little back and forth regarding truth. And you'll recall Pilate asked the question, what is truth? And he didn't recognize that truth was standing right before him. And sadly, so many people do not recognize truth when they hear it nor when they see it. Unwilling. Unwilling. And so, Pilate goes out to the crowd. He says, I find no fault in you. And what do they say? How do they respond? Crucify. Now in the Greek, in the actual Greek, it's just the one word, crucify, in, in Greek. But with the understanding, crucify him. Crucify him. And to his credit, notice what Pilate says. Why? What evil has he done? He's, he's innocent. As a matter of fact, he declares Jesus to be innocent no, no less than four times. It's recorded. Now, clemency or mercy. It was customary and still is that those in certain positions of power, they can pardon folks. They can pardon criminals. And oftentimes, uh, our, our presidents, before the end of their office, they'll pardon people. Now, why do they wait until the end? Why don't they pardon people all through the whole four years? You see, they'll especially do that at the end because what they're, they're hoping they're going to get reelected. And that's what Pilate did. He said, now, you know, you, you like for me to release to you one criminal during the feast days. So he, he brings up Barabbas. And Barabbas was a, a rebel, a murderer, an insurrectionist. And we get all that other information from the other Gospels because it, it describes him. And you can look those things up, Mark 15, 7, uh, Luke 23, uh, 19 through 25, and John 18, 40. So he, he presents Barabbas and he says, well, look, we can release Jesus to you, but who do you choose? And, and who, of course, do they, do they choose? But then Pilate's wife comes along. Now, understand that God can speak to people any way that he chooses. Just because some theologian or some you know, pastor somewhere doesn't believe that, that, that God can... Uh, can speak to a person through dreams doesn't mean that he doesn't do so. God can do that. If God desires to do that, then he does it because he's God. 
Just as we've mentioned many times before, if he chooses to speak through a donkey, he can do that too. All right? Because he's God. And he can do whatever he desires to do. And generally speaking, right, God speaks to us through the Bible. And the Bible is like the Lord. God says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But we have to be careful. But the Bible does teach that we're to test the spirits or evaluate if we feel that God has revealed something to us in a dream or perhaps in a song or in a message, but we're not sure, we're to check the Word of God to ensure that it is consistent with what the Bible teaches. This, the Word of God, is the authority for our lives. The authority for our lives is God's holy word and we are to hold it up high and we're, we don't apologize for proclaiming God's truth I've been listening to several uh, documentaries by uh, various uh, theologians uh, scholars and, and uh, church leaders one of those being Franklin Graham the son of Billy Graham and he said that across America, he sees the church weakening. But that in other countries, the churches are actually getting stronger because they're facing persecution. And he says, yet, but here in America, so many of our churches and church pastors are unwilling to preach God's word and to maintain the truth, and to proclaim the truth. And they're allowing the politicians to influence them. We are to proclaim the truth. Pilate's wife came to him, she said, have nothing to do with that just innocent man. I've suffered many things this night in a dream concerning him. Now here's an amazing, an amazing thing that's taking place over in the Middle East. Muslims are coming to know Jesus as their Savior. And many of them say they're praying, and then when they go to sleep in a dream, the Lord is coming and speaking to them, and they, they ask who he is? Jesus Christ. And they, they turn from Islam to the Lord Jesus. And I mentioned last week that also Jewish people and many young Jewish people in Israel are turning to the Lord and embracing Him as their Savior. And I've listened and I've, I've seen them in the, in the synagogues, large, large gatherings and they're singing and playing their, their, their instruments and oh, such beautiful, beautiful music. And they worship and they, and, and they dance and they praise Yeshua, Mashiach, Jesus the Messiah. There is a happening all around the world. But notice the United States of America and its churches becoming weak. Why? Because of political influence. And you see, Pilate was a weak leader. He presented Jesus and Barabbas. They called for Barabbas. 
What about Jesus? Crucify him. Crucify him. So what does he do? He washes his hands. I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. Stories within the story. Stories within the story. I'm innocent of the blood of this just person. And just because he said it doesn't make it so. Pilate had the authority to release Jesus. Hmm. But he feared for his own security. Because he knew that he wasn't popular with Caesar back in Rome. And that if he released Jesus, he would more than likely lose his position as governor. And so he did what was politically expedient. Just like so many of our politicians in government. So, so sad and tragic. But here's something that is so disturbing. So Pilate says, I'm innocent of the blood of this, of this just man. But notice how the crowd responds. His blood be on us and on our children. My word. Now they knew that he was innocent. They knew that he was innocent and they, and they should have known that God would hold them accountable for sending an innocent man to his death. But not only to take the responsibility upon themselves, but also on their children. Who does that? Who does that? Anyone who, who loves their children would give their own lives in place of their children. And that's what God did. Because we are his children and he loves us. And he sent his son to die in our place. And sadly, what they called for came to pass. And we've mentioned this many times. The temple in Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. And many of these people and their children perished. And you'll recall that Jesus himself said, because of the rejection of him, that their house was left to them desolate. And he told the disciples that not one stone would be left upon another. And in 70 AD, the Romans came through and destroyed Jerusalem, and they destroyed the temple. Not one stone left upon another. So the guilty one, Barabbas, is set free. And the innocent one, Jesus, our Lord, is condemned. And then he's beaten. It's, it's, it's not enough that they're going to crucify him. They beat him first. They whipped him with the cat of nine tails that had metal and, and chips of bone sewed into the, into the leather. These nine straps that when they, when they struck a person's back, it would just shred it, shredding the skin. And so they beat him and sentenced him to death by crucifixion. Well, what do we learn from these passages? 
Every person. Every single person fulfills a role in this story of life, this story, the life that we live. I was sharing with the deacon candidates uh, that uh, a long time ago I preached a message concerning our individual lives and what melody are we writing? What symphony, you see? When God listens to the music of our, of our lives, what does he hear? What does he see? Because we're all writing a symphony, are we not, with our lives? Or rather, we should say the Lord is writing a symphony through our lives by his Holy Spirit who works in our lives. Every person has a role in this story of life, and every person has a relationship with God. But you see, the believer has a, a healthy relationship with him and one that should be growing. Our relationship with the Lord is dynamic. It continues to grow. We are to be growing in our devotion and in our relationship with Him. Growing in our, our understanding of who He is and of what He is and of how He is. But then there are people who, they have a broken relationship. They don't believe in Him. They, uh, Tom, I was talking with Tom last night and he said, uh, uh, he asked a person about um, whether or not they believed, and they said they didn't believe, and then he said, well, you know, well, what do you think about death? And the person said, well, it's like a light switch, you know, you just turn it off, turn it on, that's it. Once you're, once you're, you know, once the switch is flipped off, well, that's it, you're gone. You don't even know. Nothing could be further from the truth. Sadly, sadly, people who don't know Jesus as their savior, when the switch, it's flipped, or when the bell rings, okay. they're going to know a terror that they have never, ever known or could even ever imagine. And then, you know, arrogantly they'll say, well, I'll take my chances. I'll take, I'll take my chances. Foolishness. They'll believe in uh, the Roman historical records concerning the... The, uh, the Caesars. Yet there are only one or two copies of this. You follow? Oh, and they'll accept the writings of Plato and Aristotle and Socrates and you name it, on and on and on, and there are only a few copies of this. But when it comes to the Bible that has thousands and thousands and thousands, how do we know who, who even wrote it? How can, how can we even believe that it's, that it's accurate? Barabbas symbolizes the guilty sinner who is set free. You see, in every, in every story within the Bible, there's a story of an individual's life and how that story symbolizes each one of us individually and all of us as a whole. Barabbas symbolizes the guilty sinner who is set free. And Jesus, of course, is our Redeemer who was crucified in our place. And that's 2 Corinthians he who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God through him. That is, he became the sin offering. He took upon himself. And, and understand this now. Because there are some people who, who, who misinterpret it. Jesus did not become a sinner. 
No, Jesus is, is holy, the Son of God. The Bible teaches it is impossible for God to sin. But he took upon himself our guilt, our responsibility, our sin, and he paid the price with his innocent, pure, and holy life there upon the cross because of love. And we've said many times it was not the nails or the ropes that held him there upon the cross. It was love. God's love for you, for me, for the entire human race. And we're going to look at the crucifixion next week. So the question is, what story, what story are you writing with your life? Do you know the Lord as your Savior? Are you confident that when you die, because we're going to die, Unless the Lord returns first, we're going to die. There's no escaping death. And all this, you know, the, the people who try to get themselves frozen, you know, so that they'll, they'll be frozen for two or three hundred years. It's a, boy, what a rude awakening they're going to have. You know, when they're in those, those tanks and all of a sudden, the fire of God engulfs this world. Because the Bible says that's coming. But you see, we, as the Lord's people, escape that. Amen? Why? Because the judgment of God fell upon Jesus at the cross. Maybe you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Savior. You say, I don't know. If I, if I, if I were to die tonight, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. Well, the Bible says you can know. K-N-O-W. You can know. Not because you're a good person. But because Jesus died upon the cross for you and you have entrusted your life to Him. But if you haven't taken that step, you need to do that today. There is no other Savior. Jesus is the only way. He said of Himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes into the Father but through me. So as we sing this hymn of invitation, you make your decision to follow Jesus as Savior. Maybe you've accepted Him, but you've never followed in believer's baptism. What are you waiting for? Well, you've been attending, but you've never officially joined this particular congregation. Join. As the Lord speaks to you, let's stand, please, as we sing, Just As I Am. You come to the Lord. pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word, and we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.